Looney Tunes uh-huh. back in action. Did you ever play Looney Tunes Space Race? Uh, no, I played Looney Tunes back in action, the video game now. Space Race, the video game. One of the great undiscovered video games. I might have actually played it. I think there was a point where I had about 14 different copies of Mario Kart and Star Wars Pod Racer. Star Wars Pod Racer, by the way, was a good game. I agree. Off of a very bad film. Phantom Menace is the fourth best Star Wars film. Behind. Behind. Well, it, it just goes A New Hope, Empire Strike, Return of the Jedi. Also, do you prefer A New Hope to Empire Strikes Back? Yes, A New Hope is the best one. A New Hope is my favourite one. Ah. A New Hope's the one that's like actively a western. It is a western, but at the same time, like, I don't know, it's, it's aged really poorly. I love that about it. Whereas Empire Strikes Back has aged really well still. And <laughs> is like also a good film. The biggest Star Wars advocate in my house growing up was that the person that showed me Star Wars was my mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't it's remember who it was. Because of their strong ties Wars. to Christ. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Welcome to Stiff Up a Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Wong. And me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Are we still working? We still rolling? We are still working and rolling, but we may have to do some sort of... Just check it. Just make sure. Just periodically throughout. Yeah. Yeah. I like this picture of you here on this. this. You look really nice. Thanks. You're very welcome. Well, Apologies she's... for the the technical difficulties last week. Yeah, because um, it was Emma that his microphone didn't work. I think that <laughs> she better issue the apology. Do it like a written statement. Okay. Um, I deeply regret my actions, despite the light being on and everything recording. I still did not check that it really was working, and for yeah. that, I am deeply sorry. Put- I hope that my actions to try and amplify my voice and edit it and the hours of pain that I endured make up for it. It was a little bit of punishment, actually, because of the fact it that it was... a lot of punishment. Yeah. It was nine hours of punishment. <laughs> not to imply that you actually needed it, but, like, if there was to be any... It's not quite as bad as when, like, yeah. he who shall not be named ex-co-host... I uh, found retribution. <laughs> The Long Den. Sam is still a co-host, he's just an absent oh. co-host. Where is he? He's not a co-host, he's a recurring guest star. Okay, at this point, tonight he's, he's going been... to see John Cooper Clark. Really? <laughs> yes. That takes precedence. Okay. <laughs> he may well grace us with an appearance next week. You just threw that ball of sock at the cat and she leapt out of her skin. <laughs> I just wanted to give her something to play with. Stop bullying the cat with, with your it. socks. You threw it at her and it hit her. I feel a little bit guilty about that. I meant, you I meant should. to, I meant to just get it nearer. I know, I know the, I know the feeling of meaning to get something near something and accidentally hitting it, and then feeling ridiculously bad. Like the time that I hit my PE teacher in the head with a softball, <laughs> as in like the. They're not that Sli- soft, are they? No, the slightly <laughs> larger but still very hard baseball. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hit him plumb in the head with it. I've never and heard the phrase plum in the head before. Yeah, yeah. Apricot in the bottom. Is that one? I'd have thought that that would have been peach in the bottom. <laughs> he is aware of the little Easter egg that we put in about 
that he gets some free beer. But because he hasn't shown up yet, we've still not had to give it to him. So, Sam, if you're listening, we're still waiting. We we, we can go get you some beer. Yeah, your coupon expires. On the 29th, Super Bowl. 29th of December, which is the last oh. day of regular season. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. he'll probably be here for Super Bowl. That's I true. I want to test him properly. And he'll be getting beers for the Super Bowl anyway. We're going to be drinking your own. Yes, we will be getting rowdy. Emma will be getting sensible. (laughs) (laughs) Going to get so sensible you have no idea. (laughs) I'm just going to start doing my finances in the corner. (laughs) So sensible. (laughs) Okie dokie. Shall we start with some games? Ed, you've not yet done puns. Oh, I can can give you puns. Okay, Okay, Ed, hit us with it. I wish Texans wasn't first, you know. Yeah, in at the deep end. Texans Lone Star over the Colts 2017. (laughs) <laughs> I gave the Texans a B plus and the Colts a C plus for this one. I'm gonna go B and a C. Uh, yeah, for me, I think the I think the Texans get a B, but I, I think the Colts get a B minus because they were in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of why I gave them the C plus. All of their games except one this season have been seven points or less. Mm-hmm. So they've not been crushed at all, and the Texans can do some crushing. So. Yeah, yeah. Me and Tom made this point on Friday. I think the Texans would benefit incredibly by having Will Fuller. Oh yeah, this was absolutely by far the most important game that Will Fuller has had. I think because it just sort of pointed out just he is an important part of that offense. He basically opens up every deep shot that that Deshaun Watson can throw. Mm, mm. They're like one yeah. of the worst teams for passes over twenty yards. By the way. And then Will Fuller comes back and they immediately just blitz the Colts for some deep shots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. And it's a Colts team that's sort of oddly susceptible to deep shots when you consider the stoutness of the line. Yeah. yeah. But they don't get an awful lot of pressure. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson more often than not had time in the pocket to mm. sort of pick his pass. He did get an interception, but he also got 298 yards, which isn't, isn't shabby. Yeah. No. Browns make the Dolphins feel blue. 41-24. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, fuck me, that's bad. You've had some... That's not even anything to do with dogs. You've just literally taken the name. Yep. It's a colour. Blue's a (laughs) colour. Even, like, you know... Humour. Dolphins. (laughs) Like, like browns aren't the dolphins' best friend. All dolphins don't go to heaven. Exactly. (laughs) That's gold right there. Every brown has his day. (laughs) Every brown has a silver line. Okay, now I've okay, got it. Now this is clouds. It's a brown eat dolphin world. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes. That was that was better. Well done. That's the well quality done. we're after here. That was brilliant. It's a brown eat dolphin world. Forty one twenty four. Um, B for Browns, C minus for dolphins, A plus for the pun. Thank you. You're welcome. Baker Mayfield's still looking pretty consistent. He seems to be able to actually get something going with Odell Beckham Jr. now because before I don't know if it was that he wasn't looking good or he wasn't getting the opportunities but he was not as good as Jarvis Landry but he wasn't bad yes Ryan Fitzpatrick terrible O-line he's got nothing to work with but he's still he's still playing he's still playing yeah (laughs) Emma and I have both given Ryan Fitzpatrick a Pro Bowl vote have yeah. 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 I think he deserves it. The guy it. got 214 yards and two touchdowns. Do you know who? With the Dolphins. Do you know who Miami's rushing leader is? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Of course it is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's now past Bo Jackson, hasn't he? 
He got for a rushing touchdowns. Two hundred fourteen so, yeah. yards, yeah. two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then and uh, forty-five yards over five carries. Yeah, which makes him the best rusher last week on the Dolphins. Nice. And would have made him the third best rusher mm-hmm. had he been on the Browns. Yeah, or the. <laughs> I think he that... was better than Baker, but slightly not as good as Kareem and Nick Chubb, who were actual. But runners. he did actually. His average rushing was nine yards per go, which was better than Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is trying his damnedest. I'm going to say it. He's the best player that's currently playing in Florida. Oh, of course he is. He was better. Are you are you now writing off the Gardner Minshew thing? Are you saying that Gardner Minshew isn't the best player hey, in Min- Florida? Minshew's not playing. I know he isn't. I want to see Minshew starting for the Jags, because it's no coincidence that they've lost three and Nick Foles has played three. Nick Foles has only played uh, two. Gardner Minshew got true, blown out in his last game. That's true. My mistake. Scratch also. that, please, Emma. As you said, <laughs> when I made a simple like stumble on one word, and you were like, no, leave it in, because I want him to look stupid. <laughs> Leaving that in as well, because that was an actual, factual error. The- no, podcast listeners won't be able to appreciate this, but Tom shimmied the entire time he said that. I did. I, I'm, I'm a little bit like a cheeky girl when it comes to if I'm, if I'm taking the mic. Leave him. Leave him. He's not worth it. Leave him, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> um, i tell you what, I'll actually give my grades for this. Browns, A-, Dolphins, C+. Really? Browns, A-, that high? Well, you, put, you score 40 points. I don't care who it's against. That's a four. That's an A. They get. They probably get a minus for Baker's pick and the fact that they gave up twenty points. Four points, which is a... why I put them down to a B. Yeah. <laughs> that's the sound by that. <laughs> <laughs> really hope the mics didn't catch that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go B minus Browns C for the Dolphins, mostly because I've I've resigned that I'm never gonna give the Browns any higher than a B minus, and at the first chance I'm getting, I'm giving them an F. <laughs> For behaviour alone. Redskins, Tomahawk the Lions, 1916. Nice. Yeah. Nice bit of cultural insensitivity there. <laughs> <laughs> in your, in your puns. <laughs> Very difficult to get that right. <laughs> Redskins commit atrocities of their own against the Lions. Yeah, that's the one. You're doing well here. The week before Thanksgiving of all times. In Detroit of every place. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Um, I went Redskins C plus Lion C because they both were sort of the same kind of. Mm. But I gave the Redskins a C plus because their defense really came through for them in the end. Yeah. Like, without that interception, they're not getting the ball back to get the win. Yeah. So. I feel so sorry for the Lions because they brought up like a little a little statistic during this game. They brought up like the sort of average that you need in the NFL this season to win a game. So like 373 average yards right. per game, 27 average points per game. Yeah. And I can't remember what, what the other stat was. And the Lions outdo every stat, but a sat with just three wins this year. God. And I feel so sorry for them because they, they outdid the average yards by about 35 yards as well. It wasn't, like, close. Yeah. They moved the ball so well. But Matt just... Prater missed some vital kicks as well. It was just, mm. when will they get to win? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give both of these teams now a C for see you at the draft. Because neither team interests me remotely anymore. Mm. Jeff Driscoll, very up and down. 207 yards in a touchdown. Not bad. 
63 yards on nine carries, not bad. But you threw three interceptions. Mm. Ultimately, the one that cost them the game as well. It's not exactly... turvy It's not like the Redskins are famed for their brutal press coverage either. No, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I don't know whether or not I can name a single Redskins defender. I can name a few. Because, well, they've got Josh Norman and Quinton Dunbar as the cornerbacks. That was one of the cutest sounds ever come out of your little fairy mouth. Jets airstrike the Raiders thirty-four to three. Ed, what did you say when me and when me and Emma picked the Jets last week? I said you both idiots <laughs> for picking the Jets, but also the Ra- the Raiders don't travel well. You literally named why we could have picked the Jets, <laughs> and we agreed. And then you said that we'd both convinced the- each other to take yep. the lesser team, to pick the worst team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Turns out. Yes! <laughs> Turns out they were 31 points better. Big well, Jets win. Jets A, Raiders F. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a victory for gangrene. Like the disease. <laughs> That's their the nickname. Mole. They are gangrene. Oh, Jesus. Well, you don't want to be named after the thing that kills Bob Marley, do you, really? What, he died of gangrene? Yeah, he got a gangrenous toe and it spread and killed him. When Bob Marley, um, the autopsy was carried out, he had uh, 28 different breeds of lice living in his dreadlocks. Really? Yes. Oh my god. god. Um, so... <laughs> Sports! Um, yeah, so the Jets, 34 points in three straight games. Yes, yes. Not they're... bad. Five members of the Jets, uh, Anderson, Berrios, Le'Veon Bell, Vincent Smith and Demarius Thomas, all had at least one twenty-yard reception, which is Sam Donald's fourth career of a three hundred uh, over three hundred-yard day. Yeah, they were spreading it around. Bad. He's turning it on. He's definitely settled back in to yeah. being a Jet after his bout of mono. Their offensive strength, which was spreading the ball around, like tied up very well with the Raiders' defensive weakness, which is deep pass coverage. Yeah, it was shockingly bad for the Raiders, a team that had wild card aspirations. They still do, to be fair. They've just dropped below the Bills and Steelers in, in the race, but mm. they're still sat six and five, right? I don't even think we want to call the like the wild card thing a race yet, because it just feels like everyone's fucking stumbling all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a hurdles race, but not a very good one. The Jets have got Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Bills. Mm-hmm. Winnable. Certainly four I'm out of five is sure winnable. I'm not sure the Ravens is winnable. Ravens uh, at have, Baltimore. They'll have probably shut... Lamar Jackson down then until uh, the wild card. They'll probably already have RG3 quarterback. Yeah, most likely. Or at least they'll get one quarter and 21 points out of him and then shift in <laughs> RG3. Or like wrap Lamar Jackson in bubble wrap. For- mm. Is the Bills game also in Buffalo? Yes. Okay. It's not really much though, is it really? Buffalo in New York. It's like a, they're basically no. the same place. It's not like they have to yeah. travel. But- Different state though. The Raiders are travelling again next week. Are they? But this time to Arrowhead. Ooh, wow. <laughs> So if they didn't travel well <laughs> to New York against the Jets, I'm not sure how they're going to fare next week. Now we say that, they'll probably win. I've almost <laughs> forgotten the Chiefs. Over the bye week, I've forgotten. It's weird, isn't it? It's like all of the hype has moved from Mahomes to Jackson and now it's just like the Chiefs are just sort of like a quiet team again. Yeah. How has this happened? I watched the John Boys thing the other day and I he, he said a stat that was so amazing that I don't claim any credit for this, but I wanted to just express it. Which John Boys video was it? The one about Steve Bono's touchdown. Yes. Run. I love that video. It's brilliant. <laughs> but did you know Kansas City have started more quarterbacks drafted by San Francisco than drafted by Kansas City? 
Yeah. What, they've just nicked their... Yeah, every time that a quarterback does anything in San Francisco, the Chiefs take him. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so like, Joe Montana, then Steve Bono, and then a few years later, Alex Smith. Yes. They've played more San Francisco draftees at quarterback than Kansas City draftees. But anyway... Credit um, to SB Nation and John Boys, who is my favourite YouTuber. To actually discuss the game in a little bit more minutia... Like, that O-line, which was such a strength for the Raiders, is looking like a liability now. Mm. There was the pick six as well, like, late on. Didn't they pull Derek Carr for... I think they just sort of shut him down to keep him fresh. The game game was out of the reach. And then, on, like, the second play, it was like a fumble, and then a recovery by the Raiders, and then an incomplete pass, and then a fumble. He didn't complete a pass, and fumbled it twice in his first three plays at quarterback. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. What are your views on that? I'm, I'm going to ask Emma this one. Team's down late in the late in the fourth. You're, sounds about right. You're, there's no <laughs> there's no way of getting back into the game. Yeah. But you that's do familiar. have a sort of franchise talent at quarterback. Oh, that's where you've lost me. <laughs> do you do you, what do you think? Do you shut the franchise guy down and sort of prevent any sort of further injuries, or do you have him play out to the end of the game? How far behind are We're we? We're talking thirty-four to three. Oh. Mm, I think I'd pull him out. What would you guys do? I pull him. I pull yeah, Derek Carr in that situation. Yeah, yeah. for the most. But it's it's, it's, it's very much time. not the done thing in America. What to preserve people's bodies? No, see, it mm. is in English football, isn't it? They frequently yeah. will. If you're like really far up on points, or if you're like really far down, they do preserve people. But yeah, it's not as much. Okay, shall we move on? Yes. I have a rocking new tattoo for the listeners. <laughs> we can post a picture of it if you like, Ed. Mm-hmm. It's staggering. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Bears claw the Giants. Nineteen to fourteen. I'll take it. Yeah. As I will the game. Um I gave us a B and the Giants a C minus. Cordaro Patterson was once again beautiful. There was one point where the ball was free and it was bouncing toward the end zone for a touchback and he ran so fucking fast and just clipped it right at the end while jumping so that he himself did not touch the end zone. It was one of the great special teams plays of the week. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Mitch threw two interceptions, which isn't good, but he did also throw a touchdown and 278 yards. And he did a a bit of his own rushing and scrambling, which I'm happy that he's been doing because I missed it. Dan Jones did not throw any interceptions. Yeah, but he lost a fumble again. But he did not throw any interceptions in us. Yeah, but he's celebrate a, that. He's the most yes, but like not throw, that's like celebrating Tariq's Tariq's passing record. Yeah. There was a um, there was a stat on the Bears Instagram. Forty two consecutive regular season games with a catch. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that's a stat that they rolled out. Congratulations to Mitch Trubisky. First of all, he's the guy that catches all the checkdowns. So that's why. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just people saying, "Isn't he also like top five in the league in drops?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see. We're just celebrating moral victories now. <laughs> it, it is like writing your name at the top of the exam, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks, what you have to do as a re- as a receiving back as well, might I add. Yes. He is more of a receiving back than an actual running back at this point. All you have to do is catch one. I know. Someone yeah. else said behind the line of scrimmage even yeah dear god is this what we've come to (laughs) 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 like well done Tariq you put both your shoes on today 
Well, it's because of the fact that everyone in Chicago still lives in 1985. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> like, everything's great, and people are just like, fuck off. Yeah. I want you to put Blaine Ulecker back up there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't ever, please don't ever roll that impression out oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> roll Brian Ehrlicher back out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, but this game was a mess from start to finish. I thought that both teams were something disastrous and the star players who came to play were shining lights in what was like a sea of... Well, Khalil Mack had a good game. Khalil yeah. Mack did have a very Seven good game. Seven QB pressures in the sack. Yeah, yeah. No, and a forced fumble, lest we forget. Yeah. yeah. He, he mean, was instrumental in the victory. Mitch wasn't great, but he's getting back to how he was a bit last year. There is improvement there. They didn't have anybody to deal with Alan Robinson. Yeah. No. I mean, I feel sorry for Robin, uh, Alan Robinson, because like, he left yeah. a Blake Bortles-led Jags team Came to Chicago and got immediately handed Mitch Trubisky on a plate. This guy is a good receiver and has been handed some awful quarterbacks for, like, passing play. Has anybody had worse quarterbacks to deal with than Alan Robinson? Yeah. He's been able to be good with nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones uh, averaged 3.6 yards per attempt. Daniel, Daniel Jones has regressed far from Danny Dimes. I can't remember the last time the Giants won. No, me neither, actually. Good I can, lord. I can find it if you want. It's a, it's a sad a sad indictment They're of... 2 and 9. They have now lost in a row 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 games. They last won against the Redskins on the 29th of September. It's two months ago, guys. To another 2 and 9 team. Yeah. Good god. And then before that, they beat... The Buccaneers by one point. Ed, do you want to go first? Because you mentioned that it was a mess. Giants yeah, D, want... Bears C+. Plus. I'm going to go, yeah, C+, plus and D+, plus for the Bears and Giants, respectively. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. The neighbours saying, please be quiet. That was a very angry knock. Yes. Must be some sort of birthday present for me. (laughs) What is it? Careful with scissors. (laughs) It's for you. Well, you were right. He actually actually called that as well. I was like, oh, it's an angry knock. And he went, yeah, it is. Either the neighbours or it's a birthday present for me. <laughs> I just know Emma's gone a little bit overboard on my birthday by all accounts. Big swish. 
Humble brag. <laughs> My girlfriend loves me so much. <laughs> Have I told you about what me and Beth are doing for, for our Christmas because of the fact that we didn't want each other to go overboard? So what we're doing instead is we've been given a thing that the other person wants, right. but then we have to make our own version of that with like arts and crafts with <gasps> like a £10 so pound limit. <laughs> so like she wants this like mirror from Jeffree Star, who's this like makeup guy that yeah. is on YouTube and stuff. And the mirror itself costs £35. And the reason why we're doing this is because I went, all that is is a toy mirror with some orange tape on it. I'll fucking make you one for a <laughs> And she was like, all right, deal. That's what I'm doing then for you. So she's making me a Wednesday shirt and I'm making her a Jeffree Star mirror. <laughs> Is it one of those ones that's in the shape of a star? Yeah, it's one of those. It's like the black one with like the orange like star logo. So I'm I'm gonna get some like orange tape from Hobbycraft and like <laughs> construct. She knows exactly what my plan is. So like you can leave this in if you want. But <laughs> I am making my own uncopyrighted uh, Joffrey Stein mirror. Joffrey Square. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please have a picture when you've done? Oh, absolutely. So she's mm-hmm. got to make you a Sheffield Wednesday jersey. Well, I don't think that she's making me a, a jersey as such. She's just said a shirt, but she's gonna like cross stitch it. That's because cool. she's she's yeah. we've gotten back into cross stitching, and she's getting like really excited about the prospect <laughs> I'm sorry. of it. Can we please cast our minds back to episode two when Tom made fun of how we were, quote, the most wholesome couple he knows. Getting back and into cross-stitch in episode 20. <laughs> the we're worst really part, getting back into cross-stitching. The couples wor- cross-stitching. Genuinely, the worst part about this is, is that I... I had a go and I, I remembered how much I love cross-stitching and now I want to join in. <laughs> We're making, like, tasteful wall art. Yeah. This is what happens. This is what relationships yeah. do to people. Mm-hmm. You start being all cool and then sooner or later you're, like, sipping mimosas and eating tuna sandwiches. <laughs> we're, we're going to we're going to Reykjavik in, in October. Are you? Yeah. That's oh, so exciting. I think there's, like, a little getaway break. Fuck like, yeah. next year. Awesome. <gasps> Did you know that they've got a big Lebowski-themed bar? <gasps> Fuck off where? It's in Reykjavik, <sighs> because I found it because Ed really wants to go, and I was like, oh, where can, what can we do if we go? And they have one, and they sell white Russians, and it's all, like, bowling-themed. I want it. I want it. It's got, like, a... I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. It's so good. Sensational. <laughs> yes. I would... Let's get back to the sports. Let's get back to some sports. Um... The Saints go marching all over the Panthers. I like that. <laughs> uh, um, I'm pretty sure I just gave them both a C, to be honest. Joey Sly can have a zero. Yeah. Equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers didn't play well. McCaffrey obviously did. Um, well, CMC is a class above. Yeah, but they performed better than they have in previous weeks, and the Saints are harder competition than they've had in previous weeks. So that's positive for them. But the Saints, other than Michael Thomas, should have done better. I'm going to go B and B- for this game. Yeah, Um, I was going to say the same thing. If if Joey Sly hits that field goal, then then the grades reverse. The only reason why either team gets a a higher mark is purely because one team won. But, like, they both sort of played at the same sort of, like, ever so slightly above a C, uh, well, like a C plus, like, average. They both sort of happened to be there. One thing I do want to mention is, did anyone see Cam Jordan elbowing... Uh, Kyle Allen after a play like just taking a cheap shot 
No. no. So do you know how the Saints had three face mask penalties last week? Four. Well, Cam, four. Sorry, four. Yeah. Uh, all of them just. There was then Cam Jordan, like Kyle Allen's going to ground or like trying to spin away, or I think he's going to ground. And he, as he's like spinning, Cam Jordan like swings like his, his sort of forearm and elbow at his head and like just hits him in the head. Jeez. Well, in the helmet, and it was just right. like, what a pointless penalty to give away, because it moved the Panthers closer on, like, a pretty important drive where they ended up scoring points. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are they doing disciplinarily? Yeah, Browns 2.0. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, any, any Sean Payton-led team... Saints 3.0, because the yeah. Browns are the Saints 2.0. That is true, actually. The one thing that I loved about this game was that one of the only, I think one of two overturned OPI calls in this game <gasps> came against the Saints and on it, what was a very questionable decision. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that New Orleans was going to riot in this one. You, uh, but do you know the field goal make com- like percentage from there for Joey Sly? No. 95%. Wait, so he's missed before from that distance? No, no, no. That's that's the percent... That's every across every kicker in the league. Oh. That's the completion percentage from there. So one in 20 kicks from there is a miss. Really? Yeah. For a chip shot? Yeah, like that. Holy shit. So we could have, we, we could easily be looking down the barrel of a different score and we could be saying yeah. the Saints have now dropped two points against divisional rivals. Yeah. I, I mean, as it stands, the Saints still look like one of the most complete teams on offense, but defensive penalties are absolutely killing them again mm. and again. And they're just silly ones as well. Like I say, the Cam Jordan one, there is no need for him to mm-hmm. do it. And it moves the Panthers down the field and gives them a first down. Like Just mm-hmm. being dicks. Yeah, a defence that starts Kiko Alonso is no stranger to sort of fouling penalties. <laughs> Seahawks swoop over the Eagles. 17-9. to nine. Carson Wentz is... He's going back. He's going... He's regressing. Did anyone see the throw where he has his running back in a perfectly normal check down <laughs> yeah. where he's wide open and he throws it about 20 yards over his head? It's not good. From about five yards away. It looks like he perceived that he was way further back. Yeah, it was almost as though he was trying to throw like a deep bomb to a guy that was five yards away. Yeah. Put all of the height into it as well. I think he was just surprised to have a receiver open. Yeah, true. Like someone he recognised out there. (laughs) (laughs) I know you. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in Pennsylvania where all of every receiving core is now just down to like practice squads from the Bills at this point? It's a sad indictment of Philadelphia who we've, we've in the past on this podcast said, oh, one of the Philadelphia's great strengths is their depth. Yeah. Turns out not a wide receiver (laughs) and also not a line. Yeah. No, that is true. Wentz is under too much pressure. And this is from a Seahawks team that didn't even have Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. The problem is for the Eagles is that sooner or later you play good teams. And if your team is deficient in even one category, you're at a serious disadvantage. Yeah. They are lacking at wide receiver O-line and secondary. So they're lacking in three pretty important categories. Mm-hmm. But as for the Seahawks... Precious little to report in this game. It wasn't exactly a classy game from either quarterback, really. No, there was a there was another sort of similar sort of miss from Russell Wilson where he had Hollister wide open at the sort of far corner of the end zone. He scrambles out, gets himself free. All he has to do is just sort of lay it into him and he throws it about 12 yards over his head. Mm. Did Wynn play a factor in this game? Possibly could have done, but like for the Wentz throw, it, it was too close. Yeah. Maybe it did for the Wilson throw because there was actually more distance in it. And he did actually have to get it over a guy. 
But the most important thing from this game is one-handed NFL linebacker and draft starlet. Is it Shaquille Griffin? Shaquem. Shaquem Griffin, because yeah. I know that his brother Shaquille. is Shaquille. Yeah. yeah. Shaquem Griffin with one hand with a fumble recovery. It was. It wasn't given in the end. It was, was it not? It was. Sadly it not. was ruled oh. down before he got the uh, he got the points. But I think that cult hero in Seattle. Yeah. He's just a lovable player for just what he's overcoming. Yeah, barriers are broken. We at the podcast, Shaquem, if you ever if you ever fancy coming to the UK, you know, we'll put you up. We've got a spirit. We sometimes record in it, but you can just join in. Yeah. yeah. I know that Russell Wilson absolutely loves it in the UK, so maybe like we can get some of the Seahawks over here. Yes. yes. Like, get Russ. I'd get love to. Will Disley. My grades, I did the Eagles a D and the Seahawks an A-. minus. Uh, I'm going to go B minus Seahawks and a D for the Eagles as well. I'll give a B and a D out. Buccaneers mutiny against the Falcons. What's the score? The score <laughs> was 35 to 22. Yeah, uh, I gave the Bucks a B plus and the Falcons a D. I thought the Bucks played pretty well. Matt Ryan did have a good game, to be fair to him. He didn't pass any touchdowns, but he did consistently keep the ball moving. Mm. Jameis Winston had a typical Jameis Winston game. Uh, 313 yards for three touchdowns. Wow, how good. Two interceptions. Mm. Yeah. 18 completions of 28 attempts. Do you know how we were talking about how Andy Dalton is like the epitome of like safe but bland? Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston is the epitome of... The opposite. Complete and utter yeah. chaos, but it's entertaining. Oh, yes. yeah. Because he could win any game. Well, there are three receivers over 1,000 yards right now, and two of them are Buccaneers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is the thing. When, when Jameis is every other pass is sort of a 40-yarder down the sideline, you're going to get catches and you're going to get points, but... It definitely does help Jameis Winston as well, because Mike Evans is, like, in terms of just sort of being able to go up and get basically any pass. Like, oh, yeah. For he's... a physical receiver, he is. Oh, he... yeah. Do you remember Johnny Manziel? Yes. The Browns flop. One the human of rat tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Uh, now playing his trade in the CFL. His receiver, his main receiver that made him look good in college was Mike Evans who in one-on-one man-to-man situations is basically unstoppable. You can't defend him. Yeah. Because he's like six foot five, built like a brick shithouse, and has hands like pillows. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you can't guard either Mike? You cannot guide, uh, guard either Mike. <laughs> Speaking of Mike, Sam, should we do a quick check? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> okay. We're all good. Cool. Bills Pomplamoose the Broncos twenty to three. Wait, oh my god. Pomplamoose? Yeah. Pomplamoose means buffalo. Pomplamoose no, Pomplamoose is a grapefruit, Ed. <laughs> Wildebeest. No, there's a really good word there's a really good word that means buffalo in one of the languages. I can't remember what it is. Buffalo bully the Broncos twenty to three. Um I gave the Bills a B and the Broncos an E for this. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with that. I actually went Bills B plus and mm-hmm. Broncos a D minus. Um, Josh Allen's having probably the best stretch of games for a quarterback that he could give in his career so far. He's cer- yeah, he's certainly playing the best football of his career right now. Yeah, it's sort of proving me wrong that I thought they were going di- to dip off because I sort of expected Josh Allen to not be able to throw the ball by this point, but he sort of can. 
and Frank Gore passed Walter Pay- uh, Barry Sanders, sorry, for all-time rushing yards by just literally being a backup mm-hmm. who <laughs> picks up like three yards a carry. Third, third of the all-time rushing yards. Yeah, Frank behind Gore. just Walter Payton and... Jim Brown? Emmett Smith? Emmett Smith, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, past Barry Sanders, who was a far superior running back who just <laughs> happened to hate his franchise that much that he quit the game. Yep. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good Power job. to you. Also, if you ever want to stay in England, <laughs> you know, come visit. You seem like a nice really, enough there's fella. Not, there's not many players we wouldn't allow, so just come on down. Cue the music. Incognito! 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 <laughs> yeah okay we wouldn't allow Richie yeah. <laughs> I like how you knew exactly what I meant as well you just trying to think of a is. good pun Steelers rust the Bengals 16 to 10 it felt like rusting it really felt like <laughs> it rusting it was a painful process wasn't oh it, it was awful <laughs> it was... the fact that Ryan Finley's now been benched for Dalton for yeah. Dalton sums up that they don't even trust Ryan Finley anymore but Ryan Finley had a bad game that had one good drive as a result of Terrell Edmonds forgetting that he can cover people. Yeah. But it was such a wet flannel of a game. I've never felt in the position where the Steelers have been 13-10 up with a full quarter left, comfortable that they weren't going to score more points. Like, when we kicked a second field goal, I was like, this is just rubbing it in. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was just getting another field goal ahead. Like, I didn't trust that the Bengals would score on us. And they didn't, because Devin Bush made another big play, and mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick now leads the league in takeaways, Yeah, yeah. with nine takeaways this year. What grades would you give? <sighs> C-minus Steelers, E-plus Bengals. <laughs> Pretty much what <laughs> I'd I I'd go did. along with that, yeah. yeah. I did C-minus Steelers, D for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, the choice to bench Rudolph was the right one. Oh, easily. The Bengals have arguably the worst defence in the NFL, and yeah. he was really struggling to get anywhere. Well, when Carlos Dunlap is making it look like he's like the most ravaging pass rusher that you've ever seen, it's because Mason Rudolph is panning lazily to the left on every snap and mm-hmm. walking straight into it, throwing balls yeah. off of his fucking centre's helmet. And yeah. I told you that I don't like Josh Rosen, and that the main reason why I don't like it is because of the fact that he throws balls off of his O-lineman's heads yeah. because he's a shit passer. Mason Rudolph did that in the red zone on Sunday against the Bengals, and it immediately was like, right, no. When? Get Duck in. I think I sent a, gr- a message to the group chat yeah. just being like, give me Duck. When did they, when did they bring him in? They brought, uh, so Rudolph had one drive, which was a three and out in the third quarter. Right. And then the Bengals punted back to us in a show of bizarrely terrible football. And then Duck Hodges came in, completed a pass for 12 yards, then incompleted a pass for already more passing attempt yards than Rudolph had done mm-hmm. in four drives by going about 26 yards and incomplete. Yeah. Rudolph had 85 yards the whole time he was there. Yeah. And Devlin, he was more confident. Yeah. He wasn't like absolutely brilliant, but he had 118 yards. Yeah. And the pass to James Washington was on the money and it mm. needed to be. All it just needs to be is just in front of the receivers. And that's where Rudolph goes wrong because he throws where the receivers are when he lets go of the ball. Devlin Hodges is throwing the ball 
to where they're gonna be. He throws with touch, timing, and anticipation. He just doesn't throw it with enough power. Yeah, yeah. Don't, like this is the. He's not. He's not the ultimate solution, but he's the best that you've got right now. I mean, when you when we've got a top three defense since week three, which is what the Steelers by PPF grade have got, all we need is a quarterback to not throw four interceptions and five interceptions on his last twenty eight passing attempts, like. That's all we need a guy to do. And Devlin Hodges isn't going to be that guy because he just tosses passes to receivers Mm -hmm. and at least just moves in the pocket. Like Mm -hmm. he's not going to take 12-yard sacks from dropping back and not being able to go anywhere. Dropping back and then looking like he just wants to stay with the ball. There was a point where Devlin Hodges went on a scramble down the sideline and in an attempt to pick up the first down on like a third uh, down, he was like a yard short, but like... Sean Williams was stood in front of him and Devlin Hodges tried to truck him. This is like a five foot eight guy who's a duck caller and he's trying to truck a fucking like NFL safety. I love it. Uh, well, as of 40 minutes ago, he has been named the starter next week. Yes! Thank God. Breaking mm-hmm. news. Breaking news. Thank you for that, Emma. Yeah, good, no. good piece of very well-timed Thank news. Thank you. I think we should call that astute journalism. Thank you, guys. Anyway, did you do your grade, Zed? Uh, Bengals. Yeah, you did. A squeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Steelers sort of like a, a B minus, perhaps. A B minus. To be fair, like the defense played well. TJ Watt had another sack. He's now third in the league. But yeah, perhaps that's like, a bit generous. Maybe, sorry, maybe a C plus. Yeah, I would give him a B minus from when Devlin started. Yeah, but from there a whole three, game perspective, right, three perhaps. quarters before that. We we are our cornerbacks, Mike Hilton and Joe Hayden dropped five potential interceptions in this game, including two back to back gimmies from Joe Hayden. We could have had an unbelievable day on defense from starts. Mm. And in the end it took a, a dev bush fumble. A note on Ryan Finley just before we move on actually. I watched a lot of footage of Ryan Finley in college because I was watching Garrett Bradbury. Oh, were they both on the same team? Yeah, they both played for North Carolina State. Ah. He was, in my eyes, the most pro-ready quarterback for the NFL. What, in like an all-pro-style offense? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had protection. Yeah. And I think Ryan Finley could do a lot for a team that didn't... Basically, I think the Cincinnati Bengals O-line is not just the worst in football right now, but maybe the worst in football over the past few years. Well, they got Cody Glenn back for this game, and Cody Glenn helped stop Bud Dupree on all but one drive where Bud got a clutch fumble. Well, he got a triple crown play, which I love to see. I love to see Bud the stud making plays (laughs) in big spots. Down in the fourth quarter, I love it. Not a week goes by where we don't hear about Bud Dupree. Look, I just want to, I just want it to be known that Bud Dupree has seven sacks and is racking up career games in sacks every week. It's true. Helmer Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need. If you go onto their Facebook group, you can buy raffle tickets for £10 to win autographed jerseys and helmets, so get on it now. Titans be fighting the Jags. 42 to 20. <laughs> be fighting? That was 
Sure They'd be fighting. Oh, 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 Titans be fighting. <laughs> he went for a rhyme there, more than that. I, I just lent on my poetry degree. <laughs> um, I gave the Titans an A and the Jags a D for this one. Yeah. yeah. The I Jags don't... have not looked the same since Nick came back. I know that Minshew was flailing a bit toward the end, but they've not looked good. Derek Henry has looked, the past couple of games, he's looked unplayable. On you. Oh, yeah. Here he comes. Can you hear him churning? It's Derrick Henry God mode second half of the season. He's coming. 159 yards for two and two touchdowns. For some reason, what I think of when I think of Derrick Henry's running style is, do you remember the, um, the gruesome twosome from the Wacky Races? Here he comes with a big stiff arm. <laughs> Sorry, going on. No, it's okay. What I was going to say is, do you remember the gruesome twosome and the cauldron coupe? From Wacky Racers. The Gruesome Twosome? Yeah, you know, Frankenstein and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that car just seemed to tower above all the other cars. Yeah. <laughs> like... Derrick Henry is the new NFL's Marshawn Lynch. Yes. Like, we were going on about how, like, we sort of want a return to, like, seven-foot powerbacks, like, yeah, taking pre- over the league, like Jerome Bettis. Derrick Henry's, like, the closest that we've got right now. Yeah. He's the closest thing the NFL has to a true power back. Yeah, and he's killing it. Mm-hmm. I think it he might actually be my favourite running back in the league. More than CMC and Dalvin? I mean, I, I love both of those guys, but I just something about a brute force bastard <laughs> with just the most vicious stiff arm. I just love it. It is true. I will, I will allow that. Wait a minute, man. Patriots 13, Cowboys 9. I'm so confused by that. Do you get the reference? <laughs> yeah, I get the reference. I, I just, I hate it. Okay, I hate fine. it so much. What's the reference? Um, Minutemen is another word for the the sort of patriot garb. All right, no, no, no. Let's, I'll, do, hell, I'll do another one. I'll do that, another one. We're we're scraping the. I'll barrel do another one. one. I feel like the puns have dried right, right. far too quickly. <laughs> Patriots fly the flag against the Cowboys. How there does that you sound? go. That's better. Thirteen America's to nine. team versus the world's team. Apparently, the the most popular team outside of America, the New England Patriots. It's not well, of course they are. Yeah, well, yeah. It's just a bunch of people just. Oh, I quite if, like them because they win trophies. If you're not, from, <laughs> if you are not from Boston, have no ties there. Choosing to support them feels like glory hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I see just like random English people supporting the Patriots, I'm like, but why though? Like, do you actually have a reason other than? It's like people from like LA supporting Liverpool. Yeah, there's no, no, there's no sense to way. it. Yeah, get out. people in America support Arsenal. No, people in LA hate Arsenal because they're owned by the same owner as fucking yeah, Stan Kroenke. Get him out. Just comfortable with owning mediocre teams. Does he, <laughs> does he still own the Denver Nuggets? Yes, he does. <laughs> Who were also a mediocre team that should be a lot better than they are. We've gone wildly off topic here. We have. Um, yeah. uh, I gave the Patriots a B, but the Cowboys a C plus. Because I thought they held their own. They did obviously not win, but my my main question they about turned this game, over the ball. Yeah, my main question about this game was for two teams of such pedigree, why was none of it on show? Wind, rain, and actual lack of quality. Basically, Stephen Gilmore is having a good year. Yeah, mm-hmm. which made it hard for the Cowboys to actually move the ball. Mm-hmm. But you've got Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. Like, Amari so Cooper didn't get a catch all game. I know. He was marked out of there. But I think the problem is that the Patriots' offense is just not as it was, once was mm. this this year. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't get to the Super Bowl because Bill Belichick is a master schemer. But to watch 
they're not at their normal form. It's happened. What? Tom Brady has regressed. Yeah. He fell off the cliff. He only, and I've been sort of thinking about it for a he while. He only completed 17 of 37 pass attempts. Yeah. And he only got 190 yards. That majority, is not MVP level Tom Brady. Yeah. The majority of the Pats offense came on the ground game, mm-hmm. which has not really worked out for them all year. But Sonny Michelle had a pretty decent game. Mm. In terms of passes completed and yards made out of it, Dak was better. He got an interception and Tom Brady got a touchdown, which is the difference. Yeah. But Dak completed 19 of 33 passes for 212 yards. The way that I look at Tom Brady's regression, though, is is usually when you see a quarterback regress, it's because of the fact that they've also lost a yard of pace. Whereas I never regard Tom Brady as having... He had zero pace. Yeah. he's He's got the mental quickness that's keeping him in that perfect Bill Belichick team. Because the entire offense now has fallen right off a cliff, and yet they're still winning games because of the fact that they're all just mentally quick players, and then he just needs the defense to just be aware. Yeah, yeah. The, at the moment, the sort of the Pat's offensive scheme is like the sort of suit that keeps Darth Vader alive. It's also important yeah. to mention as well that the Patriots uh, have, on special teams, created the best field position advantage. Like their field position starting average against the Cowboys was a, a differential of 20, like 20 yards down the field on average mm-hmm. from yeah. special teams because of another block punt, and that's well, where they got the touchdown from. The Patriots special teams is, I don't think anyone can argue it's the best in the league, Yeah, and the Cowboys is round about the worst. Yeah. And that was, this was the point I was going to make, was that special teams was the main difference here. Yeah. But I think that what happened is that the Patriots were able to hold the Cowboys offense to only nine points. Without they didn't sack Dak, but they still held them to nine points, and they only they limited them to just getting two out of their thirteen third downs. Yeah, mm-hmm. which meant that you perhaps don't notice that the Patriots, without that level of defense coming at them, only got three of their fourteen third down attempts. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they didn't play that much better. No. Without the same limitations that were put on the. Cowboys. It was not a classy affair. No. no. Which is why I only gave them a B and the Cowboys a C plus because I feel like the Cowboys only just played worse than them against yeah a better defense than the Patriots faced. Yeah. I'm gonna give them both D's and just be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give C minus and a D plus. Uh, it just wasn't interesting. The 49ers pickaxe the Packers 37 to eight. Not nice, bad. good work, good work. They really did Thank as well. Yeah. Um, A49ers, F Packers. Yeah. Mike Shanahan's responsible for scheming both of the ways that their offences run. Oh, well, that's, yeah, oh. he, he he essentially invented the, the yeah. West Coast offence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has schemed the way they're both, either through the fact that, like, his assistant coach is now the head coach of the Packers, like, he is responsible for it. But you can see where they're both at in terms of that journey. And yeah. I read a write-up of the game and they said that the difference is that the 49ers are whole and the Packers have a bunch of good pieces. Yeah. And that works against certain teams, but when they come up against a team like the 49ers, it just shows the difference and they just get beaten down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Kittle scored a 66-yard touchdown with broken bones in his ankle. He is sensational. Mm-hmm. I, he's the closest uh, thing we have to a sort of WWE wrestler out there. Isn't yeah, he? He, he's in my pro team. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's if if you're voting on the Pro Bowl and you don't vote George Kittle, you know, shame on you. <laughs> um, all I will say about this game further, I think, other than give my grades, which is yeah, A and an F, night and day, is that I feel like my sort of the way I feel about the Packers is coming home to roost a little bit, mm. in that they are far worse than their record suggests. I think far worse is a bit of a strong statement because it was the 49ers. What's yeah. their their point isn't they don't they have a negative points differential for being eight and three? Let me check. Because the for couple you. of their losses have been absolute blowouts. They've been hammering. Uh, they have points for two hundred fifty eight, points against two hundred forty two. A point differential of sixteen for an eight and three team. Uh, the Bears, by the way, are once again even. Nice. Hundred eighty eight, hundred eighty eight either side. Where are we looking for the Vikings? Uh, 289 for 205 against 84 yeah that's the the Steelers in case you were wondering is very, even closer than the Packers it's 216 for 212 against that's 74. fine but this we're is only the, just above 500 this is the thing the, the Packers I think a quick regression to the mean will follow except for the fact that they've got Giants and Redskins mm-hmm. back to back um, finally should we do the last game yeah and then predictions and then we'll call it a day so Tom can go and watch his kids uh, that's okay. That's... Um... <laughs> they're twenty three. They they're probably older than me. <laughs> they're under twenty three. How old are you? Twenty two. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, I only just turned twenty two. Oh, Jesus. It was my twenty second birthday. In less than a month, I'm turning twenty five. Oh, yeah. I'm gearing up to celebrate my brother's twenty third birthday, Tom. Um, the Ravens rave on the Rams, forty five to six. That was so bad. That, that was super. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm allowing that. That was rave brilliant. on, rave on. Again, the louder you I scream, did, the faster the ride. I did the Rams F Ravens A plus because yeah. it was another just night and day game. An- another Ravens S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say one fact about this game. I don't know whether you've seen the summer. The uh, Ravens had 48 registered rushing attempts. Right. 45 of them garnered positive yardage. The only three that didn't were the kneel downs at the end of the game. <laughs> In every rushing attempt, the Ravens got yardage, whether it was significant or small. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it where a team has been able to blow out two very, very good teams, by the way, in the Texans and, well, Rams defense is their strength. Just blow them out of the water to the point where they can just bring in their backup quarterback for an entire quarter, and it makes yeah. no difference. Mm-hmm. As well as just being entertaining and, and revolutionary, they've got to be respected for being ballsy mm-hmm. because of the fact that while everyone was out there looking for Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and hiring Patriots ex coaches, being like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna follow what Bill Belichick has done." Don't do that. Hire a fucking like college uh, yeah. offensive coordinator and mm-hmm. let him just choose some absolute monster of an athlete and just let him revel- uh, revolutionise the entire yeah. game. Yeah. When everyone's zigged, they've zagged. Yeah. That's how it is. Genius. And it needs absolute like credit. Like I think they belong in the same category as sort of the Dan Marino-led Dolphins or like the 85 Bears. I knew you were going to say the 85 Bears. The 85 Bears would... Yeah, and yes. like the 79 Steelers. Such a like... glorious time. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson threw... For 169 yards, five passing touchdowns, and rushed for 95 yards. Yeah, he's the quickest quarterback to ever reach a 3,000 passing yard season and a 1,500 yard rushing season. I don't think do I think that's total, isn't it? Because he's not done that in a. He's on. He's on pace. To oh, reach, sorry. Yeah, yeah. In total, apologies. He's on pace. Like Michael Vick's 
record for rushing as a quarterback is 1,028 yards. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is, um, if he carries on this current pace, will get over 1,200. Yeah. He has several weeks <laughs> left <laughs> and is already about to do it. Can yeah, he's going to shatter like, this record. Like, early on when he was like... Oh, turns out I can be a quarterback. Yeah. everyone had been yeah. shitting on the idea. Well, it was also the fact that the Ravens, for some reason, were playing Joe Flacco at quarterback and putting him as a wide receiver, yeah. where he'd never been targeted for a pass in college because mm-hmm. he was a quarterback and only a quarterback. By week four, Cardinals, Chiefs, Chargers and Vikings. That is it. Yep. Shall we do predictions? Let's do it. You should yes. just also point out... Oh, what, the last week? Mm-hmm. Last week, we Sam did not participate. Uh, so we had Ed was fourth, seven right, seven wrong, straight down the middle. Then you, Tom, had ten right, four wrong, and me and my brother had eleven right and three wrong. You know, I'm I'm getting sick of being in double digits and not winning because <laughs> like this is like the fourth week that this has happened. So... I have been on ten and four is a great outcome for ratio and i have lost again <laughs> you're yeah. the broncos in this scenario so i'm the lions no because i'm doing more than enough to win <laughs> so in terms of wins here's what's interesting yeah you two and my brother all have three yeah which is so disgusting he's... i want to know what the right and wrong differential is over the course of all of this like at the end of the I can't give it I, unless I listen back to every podcast do you want me to do it down. I'll do it so yeah so I'm seven and four yeah which means that one of the three of you has to get has to win every single week which isn't gonna happen you don't know well that. I mean I keep getting fucking double digits and keep losing <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'm aware that it's not gonna be me knowing oh. my luck what will happen is I will get 13 right and one wrong and still end up losing to like (laughs) your brother who gets all 14 all i'm saying is first of all you can tie two people can tie and still get like the win yeah so you don't have to win on your own secondly my brother was zero and two he has won three he doesn't know anything about the nfl (laughs) which makes you so mad yeah it it makes me mad i only got seven this time but that's why he occasionally gets because he's not he doesn't have the same the preconceptions. Uh, preconceptions, yeah. Shall we do predictions then? Let's yes, do please. it. Okay, first up, Lions Bears. Uh, bears. I'm bears. Bears. Uh, Cowboys Bills. Bills. Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. Falcons Saints. Saints. I'm going Saints. Falcons again. Okay. <laughs> Colts Titans. 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 Yeah, I'm going Titans. That may be the first unanimous decision for the Titans we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Derek Henry God mode is coming. Ravens 49ers. Oh! oh! <laughs> I'm doing Ravens. It's basically one versus two. Yeah, I'm going Ravens as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Ravens. Yeah? I think if if the Ravens win this, I think the MVP is a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Bengals Jets. <laughs> Jets. 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 Jets have got to get that. Steelers Browns in Hinesfield. It's going to be a blood bowl. That's my prediction for it. I'm going Steelers here because the reason I picked Browns last time was because they were angrier. No, they're definitely they like not. they they were the way that they were coming at it was much more aggressive. Can I just also now then while while we're quickly on the topic, bastard watch again for the second week in a row is the city of Cleveland because outside of their stadium before this game, so bastard it wasn't bastard watch last week. 
It was the guy that punched the pregnant woman. Who yeah. was that? Mark Walton. Mark Walton. Mark Walton. Yeah. yeah, so the city of Cleveland now gets its props as Bastard Watch because of the fact that they were outside of their stadium with a piñata of Mason Rudolph and they were swinging a Steelers helmet at it. Seriously? Like their fans were doing that. Steelers Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Steelers Browns. Yeah. I'm yeah. picking them because I hate them. Uh, sorry, I'm picking against them because I hate them, but I, I sort of think that the Browns. I think the Browns might win, but I'm, I think I'm happy win. to be proven wrong. But yeah. it's, at, it's at Heinz Field as well. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins, Eagles. Eagles. Dolphins. Dolphins. You're both going Dolphins. This is how she wins. I know it is. <laughs> she just picks the safe bet. I'm sorry, are the I Eagles do not pick the safe bet. Are the Eagles no, that safe true. this Last year? Last week I picked the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Cowboys and the Jets. Two of them came up trumps. Mm, I guess. Okay. So I do not pick no, the safe I bet. No, I rescinded. I resent that accusation. It's and libel, isn't it? <laughs> Panthers, Redskins... Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. They'll have their comeback. Just uh, in case it sounded too monotonous from like me and Ed saying it in the Panthers. exact same way. <laughs> yeah. Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Giants, Packers. 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 Giants. This is how she wins. Upset watch. <laughs> Jags, Bucks. I'm going Bucks. Oh, God, this is the worst one. I'm going Bucks. And literally anything could happen. <laughs> Nick Foles could potentially go... There could be a thousand yards of passing in this game and about 19 interceptions. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna say Buccaneers. I'm going to say tie. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Cardinals, Rams. Cardinals. 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 Chiefs, Raiders. Chiefs. I'm getting Chiefs. Chiefs. Broncos, Chargers. Again, but... It's like the best of the worst <laughs> against each other. I mean, Phil Rivers has not proven that he can win a, a game... At all, so I'm going to actually take the Broncos. I'm going to pick the Chargers. I think I think individually the Chargers are just better. I trust the Broncos more as a whole, and with Phil Rivers not trying to throw the, deep bombs that he can't do anymore. The Broncos' red zone defense is ranked second, and yeah. the Chargers' red zone offense is ranked 26. But part of the reason the Vikings are able to cream the Broncos in the second half is the fact that they had a receiving back. I actually think that in, in the past two weeks, teams have given the, everyone a blueprint how to beat the Broncos, and it's just going no huddle. Yeah, true, actually. You've basically just got to beat them in the tempo mm-hmm. game. In the last game and a half of the last six quarters, the Broncos have conceded 46 points and scored six, because teams have gone no huddle against them. You just yeah. can't get the ball back. I'm going Chargers. Texans-Patriots. Patriots. I've got to go Patriots, unfortunately. Go on, Tom. I would love to say Go on, Tom. Be brave, Tom. Be brave, Tom. The bollocks are up against Belichick, and I'm going to go for the Texans. <laughs> this is how he gets No, I know, I know. It's in Houston. I'm going Texans. <laughs> Fortress like, Oil. <laughs> I feel like Deshaun will have some big plays, but just not quite enough. It's not him, Sunday it's night, Will yeah. Fuller. Sorry, the Monday Nighter game. Seahawks-Vikings. Oh, Vikings. <sighs> See, for you, it's not as much of a torment, Ed, because obviously it's your team. Yeah. I hate this. I know, it's the I worst. hate this more than I've ever hated any prediction that we've done in this entire time. Well, it, it's in Seattle. It is. And it's Russell Wilson. It's the two teams with historically the best home advantages and one of them's playing away. Seahawks. I know that what you're trying to do is get me to vote against you so that you can win, but also no, I, the I'm, 12s. I don't really care at this point. I've... I've, I've I've allowed myself to consider a future where I lose this. Okay. I've not. 
<laughs> Mostly because I think I'm a bit better about the fact that I could but be sat seven and three right now, and the the Seahawks had a very scrappy game against the Eagles, in which nobody got hurt because the Eagles don't do shit. They've Thank had you. a bye week. They've got Dalvin Cook. I'm gonna say that Seattle has a very good defense, but I don't know if they'll be able to stop. Okay, well, that's been another episode of. I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> you do not. Emma does not get to change her mind at the end of the podcast. Bye. <laughs> oh. Well, that is the end of the podcast because the mic's broken. (laughs) In a bizzle. One of the worst films this decade. Seriously, I want to watch it. I want to watch Last Christmas. I think it's because it's it's it it like Christmas films are pretty cheesy anyway. Yeah, but like it it. It's like embarrassingly cheesy and like really poorly written. Yeah, all oh. Christmas films are like that. No, no they're Love not Actually because... Love Actually is great. Whoa! I love Love, Love Actually. Love Actually is trash. No, it is not. Love Actually is under criticism from a feminist standpoint. Oh yeah, it's creepy as shit, but... Well, because uh, none of the women have any agency in the film except for Emma Thompson's character who is punished for it because her husband cheats on her. Yeah. It's not a great Christmas but film, but it's a that. great film, and I still love it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't deny that it's just a it's a it's a real yeah. feel good film. Well, I was watching <laughs> the night before Christmas, night with a K, uh, which is about a fourteenth century knight who travels forward in time to complete his quest and uh, meets Vanessa Hudgens, and they fall in love while drinking hot chocolate. Of course, this is my response to that. <laughs> Whatever happened to Vanessa Hudgens? She was like on top of the world for like six months. In the Christmas film genre, she is still on top of the yeah, world. She really? Is, she is the Christmas film genre's new. She, this is her second. Bill Nye. Third. Well, no, this is her. Th- uh, yeah. Second Netflix premiere Christmas film. Wait. This is not an old film. No, no, Netflix no, no. original. Oh, they release them every year, Tom. Do you not watch all the new ones to keep up to date? Do you remember when Mahomes entered the NFL and blew it just wide open? Yeah. This is what Vanessa Hudgens is doing to the Christmas films. <laughs> <laughs>